Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Just three days left of the NBA's regular season, three more weeks until the NFL draft, and three more rounds of the Masters. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, three, I guess, is the magic number today, Rich Ornberger, on this Friday, on this good Friday. Uh, threes running wide in the sports world yeah yeah no question about it um so we're back at it again dan after 24 hours how you feeling uh masters yes. the weekend we have had in we we're heading into uh, all the lakers nonsense we were talking about yesterday what have you resolved overnight this is i i am excited that we are together because we are on tiger watch Yes. Unfortunately, it's to make the cut. It's not like at the top of the leaderboard, but we will be at least with you over the next two hours tracking whether Tiger makes the cut or not. Weather is so much of part of the conversation with the Masters. And, and, and honestly, I am, I am all in on Augusta. I am all in on the golf. It's what, it's what is on my mind. So I'm so focused on that. But I just, I find this leaderboard that we have so intriguing for almost all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and 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 it really starts at the top with Brooks Kepka. And so I'm I'm wondering what's gonna happen on this weekend, wondering how it's going to play out, but also 
Wonder how this Brooks Kepka live golf narrative weaves its way through the pines at Augusta National because it's a narrative that I actually think is unfair to Brooks Kepka. I should say unfair um, doesn't serve Brooks Kepka well. That's the better. That's the better stance of it. Because Rich, honestly, I have been anti live golf from the beginning. I am yeah. not a live golf guy. I maybe I'm maybe I'm tied to the establishment of the PGA Tour. Maybe I'm too much get off my lawn guy. I don't want anything new. I just don't like how the whole live thing came about, and I didn't like the trickle-down effect of stars leaving the PGA Tour for what, in essence, was just huge amounts of money. That That's what it was all about, and I didn't like that feeling of it. And so now as we're kind of like, you know, navigating the, these masters here, Liv has kind of weaved its way in and out, and it was a story throughout the week of how the PGA Tour players were going to deal with the Liv players. But I didn't think that we'd actually think that a live player would be sitting right now on day two with a four-shot lead, and that's where we are. So it's kind of almost even a little bit of a shock value that Brooks Kepka has this four-shot lead in the second round. Yeah, you know, look, Brooks Kepka is a really talented golfer, and just like anybody else, uh, if you're invited to the Masters every single year, you have you have a real possibility of winning this tournament, and it's because unlike other you know, majors, whether it's the Open Championship overseas in Europe or it's the PGA Championship or it's the Open that bounce from course to course and it's mm-hmm. a different lay of the land each time. The Masters is the Masters. It's at Augusta National. You know the course. They make tweaks. They make changes. Obviously, we spoke yesterday about lengthening 13, but overall, I mean, the course is the course. And so if you've gotten a couple of these Masters under your belt, and you're the type of golfer like Brooks Kepka is who, when he gets off to a hot start, he can play with a great deal of confidence, um, you're going to see this happen. You know, other defectors to the live golf, if that's what we want to call them, they're going to have just as good a chance to win, especially this major, as as any others that they're invited to. So, um, it, in fact, I would say more so with the Masters for all the reason I, I, I just laid out because it's it's just your it's you against this one course. And who knows how many opportunities, and I don't know personally, any of these golfers who get opportunities to play Augusta National in their offseason or throughout the year, but I'm sure many of them do have those opportunities. And I, I'm curious if that helps, if that aids you um, getting an opportunity to play in this tournament year after year. So if that's the case too, it factors it really does and so this is the one tournament that you could really see a lot of these live golfers have 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 a real legitimate chance to win or very at very least be atop the leaderboard heading into the weekend and be competitive down the stretch of the tournament one of the secrets of the masters and it's not like this for the open championship it's not like this for the u.s open and it's not like this for the pga championship is First of all, the Masters has about half the players. Only 88 players are in this field, as opposed to 150 if you were to play in a U.S. Open. So that's that's almost half the, the amount of players. And then, Rich, when you take the former champions that may not be as competitive as they, they once were, say about 10 of them, that takes it down to about 78 players that are involved and have a chance to maybe win 
And then you take the amateurs outside of Sam Bennett, and there's usually about five or six of those. Those players aren't going to compete for a green jacket. So now you really only have 70 players. And the point that I'm making is the reason that, like, there's a reason why these leaderboards at the Masters are usually really good. And it's because the best of the, of the best are, are there. You have a limited field where you're not going to have somebody just come out of nowhere and win. That's why you're seeing the names. Just looking on the screen right now, outside of Sam Bennett, there's Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, all names that we recognize. And below that, there's even more. There's Justin Rose. There's uh, Jordan Spieth. And there's Phil Mickelson. Like, like Phil Mickelson right now is eight under par. And this is this is my takeaway for what's happened so far, Rich, with this with this Masters. Because you talk about guys knowing the course. And Phil Mickelson knows it better than anyone else. It really does. I mean, Phil Mickelson hasn't been in great form. Phil Mickelson's now in his early, early 50s. But Phil Mickelson used to, and, and it's crazy to say, used to garner this, you know, fan frenzy when he would go anywhere, especially at the Masters. But Liv has changed all of that. Phil is completely under the radar this week, declined to speak with the uh, media in terms of a press conference setting, did do so outside on the course uh, after practice rounds and after his round today. Uh, there were reports out of the Champions Dinner that he didn't say much, didn't talk to the uh, to the others there. And I mean, for everything that we know about Phil Mickelson, the guy can't shut up, you know. And so it's a different Phil Mickelson. But Phil Mickelson is is right now at four under par and eight shots back of the lead. And I think we would normally be like, man, what a round for this. I mean, the guy won the PGA Championship two years ago. You know, he's now 52 years old, 53 years old in, the, in that neighborhood. Now he's kind of in the hunt at the Masters. What a great story. And we're not talking about him. And we're also not talking about Brooks Kepka's legacy right now as a player, which through 36 holes of his Masters could take a gigantic leap forward. This, Rich, like in this whole takeaway of all of this, this is what live golf is done. And this is why I, I, I'm, I'm so anti-live golf is it has completely sucked the air out of so many things. And I actually think it's unfair for Brooks Kepka in a way um, because we aren't talking about his legacy. Now, I, I, he's, he, it's not that he's like without blame um, because he took the offer, said I'd been injured. I felt that this was the best situation for me. I'm going to take all this money. But we are so focused on what Live Golf has done that we don't realize that Brooks Kepka is 36 holes away from entering a very, very rare group of players who have won five career majors. Yep. Like That's not even the topic of conversation. And so with all of the masters and knowing the course and everything that comes with it every single year and having you know a Fred Couples or a Phil Mickelson emerging and because they know the course like you talk about because these guys have been there year after year after year. Here Brooks Kepka right now is four shots clear of Sam Bennett and play, by the way, is about to be stopped because of storms in the area. But we're not talking about Brooks Kepka's legacy in golf. We're not talking about him as one of the top players in the world, maybe ready to regain his his perch, we still look at him as Brooks Kepka live golfer. And I think yeah. that's how we look at Phil Mickelson. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway that I've got is live golf is stealing the legacies of these top players. And if Brooks Kepka wins at the Masters, we're not talking about him being one step away from the career grand slam. We are talking about, well, what does this do for live golf? How does this affect the PGA Tour? 
And I think that's an absolute shame. Yeah, that that there there is a little bit of that. Well, in fact, I would argue, yeah, there is a lot of that. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with everything you just said, but I will say this: short term, that'll be the storyline. Long term, you know, like like always happens, the the article writers, the sports media that's covering this event, they're going to circle back to the career achievements and some of the things that you mentioned. I don't know if it's going to resonate exactly the same way because there has been this great fracture in the golf world, the PGA and the Live Golf now, obviously branching off the one road and, and sure. heading into two different directions. And and look, people have their reasons to either support these golfers as they move on to a, a, a career decision that's netting them millions and millions of dollars more than they would have earned on the PGA Tour. But at the same token, where are those millions coming from? You know, this this tour is sponsored and funded by the Saudi royal family, and that was a point of contention for many people uh, he, who are either fans of golf or not. Um, that obviously made huge headlines last year when Live Golf launched. I would say we heard less about it this year overall, and we've sort of yeah, returned right. yeah. to a little bit more of like the normal – golf patronage like we used to and so i do think right now yeah that storyline is going to be super hot but i i also think that it'll fade like most things like you know like star star athletes who switch teams at the height of their career and went to rivals like a johnny damon leaving boston to go to new york or um, you know, or hard decisions that yeah. franchises need to make, like switching from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. You know, there were as many people in the Favre camp as there were in the Aaron Rodgers camp, and maybe those aren't particularly great examples because we weren't talking. We're not talking about the exact same thing, but there is a little bit of these legacy-defining moments that have occurred over time. And I think all at the end of the day, all that really matters is. If you continue having success, if you continue delivering on what fans have brought, have have, uh, have showed up and have come to expect in the first place, a lot of times, you know, these controversies are blips on the radar, sure. and and your overall legacy speaks for itself. I just look at someone like Phil Mickelson, who has been a fan favorite for thirty years, yeah, and then goes back to this place. And is playing unreal golf. Like he shot sixty nine today, and is at four under for the tournament, and it just popped up on my screen. You know, like him doing a pre- like I wasn't I wasn't following Phil today. I was following what Scotty Scheffler was doing, which wasn't much. Following what Brooks Kepka was doing, um, and he is a live golfer. It's just, it, but like it like for Mickelson, like it just felt like it was such a it was such a story. And I, 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 you know, you do have a good point of because it's so hot right now, meaning the live topic. I mean, it's not even a year, you know, that we've we've had this. It's coming up on a year of 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 the players defecting. But, you know, Cam Smith ended up playing in the tour championship all the way through the end of, of August and then jumped to live golf. And so the most recent major champion is with live golf because he won the Open Championship at St. Andrews, but, you know, he played on the PGA Tour through that time. And maybe it is maybe two, three years from now, to your point, it goes back to being the legacy. But I still think it robs – it robs – and and I, I'm 
Rich, I'm struggling to find the perfect word for it because Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson made the decisions for themselves. Yeah. Like they, like I'm, I, I'm, and you know, I've said unfair a couple of times and it's, it's not the right word because they, I don't want to say they did this to themselves. They made the decisions that put them in this spot. But I just think when we look at live golf and we hear Greg Norman talking about the week before that, if a live golf player wins all, you know, 17 or 18 live golf players are going to meet him on the green. Like, you really think the guys who missed the cut are going to be sticking around to two days, you know, for two days to celebrate <laughs> with someone? Doubtful. Like, no, like, there's there's so much hot air. And I and, and I think that, you know, like maybe maybe we, you know, we blame Greg Norman. Maybe that's the route to go. Blaming Greg Norman, maybe blaming the PGA Tour Commissioner, Jay Monahan for for this stuff. The conversations that have come from the players and Brooks Kepka talked about it is like, hey, I see these PGA Tour players all the time because – Everybody seems to live in Florida, you know, in Florida or, you know, Arizona or Las Vegas, if you're a tour player. And so he's like, you know, we've had conversations. It wasn't as awkward before. I just think the conversation and your, your, your point is well taken that in the 2025 Masters, if Liv is still around, the world is probably different. And we've figured out a different way for these worlds to somehow coincide. Yeah. But for right now, I would say that the story isn't about Brooks Kepka regaining his form and being back to one of the top players, it is live golfer leads the masters. And I think that that's a shame for Brooks Kepka, even yeah. though it's his own decision. I Listen, you know, we were talking about this a little bit with Tiger Woods limping around at the masters this year again. And there's a little bit of, geez, wow, he's really hurt. And we really, really probably have seen the best of his golf behind him. I mean, unless something, Unless something insane happens with his recovery over the next couple of years. I mean, he's not getting any younger, and these injuries are substantial. And so there's a little bit of the purity of the gall- of the Tiger story that has been robbed from all of us because he used to be Superman, and now... And now we can see, you know, there's there's a little weakness in in the armor here. You you can sort of realize, oh, maybe it's a little bit more Clark Kent these days than Superman. Maybe he's keeping the glasses on instead of hopping into the uh, the phone booth and and you know soaring above everybody else in the field. There's a little bit of that with Phil Mickelson, a little bit of that with Brooks Koepka or Bryson G. Shambo or any of these other live golfers, because there, a little bit of the purity has. A little bit of the guild has come off the lily. You know, we're yes. we're we're not we're not as infatuated because all of a sudden the business got in the way. Like Disneyland is a really fun place to go, but Disneyland's expensive. Now, it, when you're a kid, it's magical. You know, you're just showing up. There's no garbage cans. Uh, there's no garbage anywhere. It's like this perfect, you know, pristine place. When you're an adult taking your kids there, you're like, oh my goodness! Well, you know, we're in when the we're in the whole thousands of bucks we're paying for that experience. Like, I think that's kind of what's happened here. Is all of a sudden we realize like these aren't these aren't just golfers. Like these are businessmen, and business can get. I mean, business can get a little dirty sometimes, and I think that's that's really what's revealed itself here. This there used to be so much etiquette around this game, and we used to not hear about, you know. People talk about the prize purses or the money all that often, and now it seems like that's the headline every week in golf, and that's a big change. And so I I get what you're saying. I'm very curious if one of these live golfers does win a major here, whether it be the Masters or any others, um, how that does transform the conversation. And if we're going to see more people more comfortable with the idea of moving on to live golf, 
we'll find out. But yeah, for now, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I'm curious what the outcome's going to be. I, I'm obviously way in the Gulf. It's, yeah. you know, one of my passions. When you see Brooks Kepka's name on top, do you think live golfer or do you think, okay, recent great who's on back on his game it's so funny you mentioned i mean i do follow golf as close well i shouldn't say as closely i don't know but i follow golf closely and i think i i I look at brooks kind of the same way i used to i try to compartmentalize the off the field stuff from on the field stuff but because you know it's just kepka in a major like i've always watched but but i i understand where you come from a lot of people feel the same way you do yeah, it's no, it's it, it's crazy. I, I mean, it it is. We have people tweeting in. Why are you talking about live? You know, talk about the Masters. Sorry, it's a storyline. Like it, it, it truly is. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today 
Masters, baseball, some hoops, Orenberger, Byers. Sounds like a heck of a way to spend a Friday. Welcome in as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The second round, trying to beat the storms. They stopped play for about 20 minutes, about an hour or so ago. But all the players back out on the course, at least the ones that have their second round to complete to complete weather is going to be an issue tomorrow who knows how much they'll play but hopefully they can get the second round in today you know rich i am approaching my six-year wedding anniversary uh, next month six oh, wow. years congrats yes. and thank you very much i uh, I, I say that because during those six years i've learned a lot in life and one of those is learning how to apologize I've, I've realized that, and now when we hear like athletes apologize for maybe a misstep, maybe for saying something wrong, I feel my BS radar <laughs> is so much more in tune after being married because I feel that being married has allowed me to really, really understand what a real apology is. It's one of the greatest. So over the last six years, I would say that's one of my like greatest strengths is uh, realizing what a real apology is and how to truly apologize when you end up messing up. Yeah. I I've said this a lot of times. Um, anybody who's heard my radio shows probably knows this about me. My two favorite phrases in the English language are I'm sorry. And I don't know. <laughs> and I don't think either are used enough in our world. Um, I try to use them as often as possible because I, I don't, I don't proclaim to know a lot and I often make mistakes. And so I, I think they're useful, but, but, what they do is they disarm people. You know, when when you tell people what you don't know, as opposed to having them assume you're smarter than you are, or you're just more uh, informed than than you are, well, then that's when bad things happen. Like if I walk onto a plane and I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm dressed like a pilot and the assumption is I can fly the plane. That's a real poor assumption. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, or like if, if I've done something wrong and the last thing I say is I'm sorry as opposed to the first, I'm going to cause either a lot of heartache for myself or for the other parties involved before resolution is met. So I agree with you, Matt. I think marriage is, is probably one of the things that helps you get there. Um, perspective, age can help you get there. But those, yeah, uh, you know, admitting when you're wrong is something that a lot of people have difficulty with, but it kind of sets you free when you're able to do it. I would say that the I don't know uh, portion of me is sometimes I don't know how to give the proper compliment. And I, I always go I always go back to the haircut. Like, okay. <laughs> I love I love your haircut. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and if you say it to the wrong person, including myself, like you say it to me, I'm like, well, what was wrong with the old cut? You know, like what was is there an issue that I didn't know about? Did um, you compl- not comp- <laughs> like the way I used to look? Or? Yeah. Oh, I love that jacket. You know, like even just the emphasis of a word can uh, can sometimes get you into trouble that you don't think that you think you're doing the right thing and you're actually doing the wrong thing. I bring this up because Steve Kimes, the former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, and he was on Chris Long's pro, uh, podcast, uh, The Green Light with Chris Long, former uh 
NFL first-round pick, uh, Howie Long's son, uh, decade or so in the NFL, Super Bowl champ, uh, a lot of accolades to talk about Chris Long. But they were talking about uh, a topic that many of us talk about, and that's Kyler Murray. And I, I want you to listen to what Steve Kime had to say about Kyler Murray, Rich, especially for you being a, a former player and hearing a GM talk about his former player and the player that he drafted. Here was Steve Kime, the former Cardinals GM on the Greenlight podcast, talking about Kyler Murray. You know, I think he need, he still needs to grow. And, yeah. and it's not a – again, it's not slanted towards his, his character. He, he He's not a bad guy. He's yeah. a really good kid, has a good smile, and – has a nice way about him. I think it's like anything. Guys have to continue to learn what it's going to take to be great. Does he know what Peyton Manning and Tom Brady know knows what it takes to be great? No. Does he work? He does work. I think it's just that side of the the game, the the film study, the attention to detail part that he can continue to improve upon, and I think he will. Because Kyler's a proud guy, man. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose, and he doesn't want to um, let people down. Obviously, the height hurts him at times, seeing over the line and processing and seeing the field. But at the same time, I mean, he's just a tremendous talent. I mean, he really is. The stuff he does, you see in practice and in some games, I mean, he's just off the charts. Remember when I said emphasizing that word, Rich? Like, everything that he said nice about Kyler was completely, to me, overshadowed by font two sizes bigger of the criticisms. What did you think about what Steve Kime had to say? Well, What's fascinating is none none of those things that he said should shock anybody. I mean, if if you if you watch the film, if you watch those games, um, you you can see it. Like he does struggle throwing from the pocket. Uh, there is a little bit of a lag processing when he is trying to throw on schedule, which means, you know, a lot of these routes in the NFL, in fact, I would argue all of the routes in the NFL are timing routes because defenses are really smart, the windows are really tight, and athletes are really good. So the ball needs to be out, boom, right now. Like you got to get it. It's got to come out like a bullet um, or you have to put the appropriate amount of loft and so it has to time just in between where the corner is trailing, you know, the the wide receiver before the safety gets over the top. Like whatever throw you're attempting, there's there is a time bubble. There's a there. I mean, think of it almost like a sand timer. Like, you know, it flips over and that ball's got to be there but by the time that final grain of sand is falling through the hourglass. And if it isn't, you're going to get sacked. You're going to throw in completion, you're going to throw a pick, uh, you're going to be scrambling and creating outside the pocket, and he's able to do that well. The other part of it is, look, there are physical limitations here, and um, and and while I think that, well, I think that Steve Kime being the general manager is a unique, um, the, he's a unique person to be delivering this news because we don't often hear a general manager's thoughts on a player he drafted be so candid. Um, it shouldn't, it's not shocking. I guess maybe the only thing that's shocking is the person who's saying it. I, I would say that I think he tried to soften so much of it by giving so many positives. To your yeah. point of, of the, the criticisms that were there, um, yeah, there are a lot of the things that, that we talk about that, guess what, their general manager sees, it, uh, sees as well. And... You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Steve Kyman what he's saying on the podcast. I think he's being honest, and I also think that he's treating it because he has a personal relationship with Kyla Murray. Sure, completely understandable with all of that. But it's, it's the point of like, 
you know, if I were to tell my wife all of the uh, the great things that I, you know, think about her and make one recommendation on a change, guess what's sticking out? You know, like it's the what? These shoes weren't good enough? You know, like forget about the nine other things that I, that I you know, stood out, you, you know, pointed out and I thought were great. I just said maybe you need a different pair of shoes. That may be the part that stands out. So when Steve Kahn is talking, he's saying all these things and trying to, you know, soften the blow by saying how great Kyler Murray is. But, you know, the attention, the detail, uh, the size, Maturity. all of that. Yeah, the maturity, the game plan, like those are, those are some pretty fierce blows to a guy. By the way, that as the GM of the Cardinals, you just gave a multi-million-dollar contract to that is, you know, along with the Deshaun Watson deal, has kind of set fire to the NFL. So, you know, like, like I hear that stuff, and I'm like, man, like every, you know, everything that has gone on over the last year, and you you know, put light on it right there and saying like, it's all this stuff that we believe. I think we also thought to ourselves, if those things are true, why would you give him, a, you know, that sort of contract? And that's the other jarring thing about it was, wow, like how, how do you expect Kyler Murray to change now when he's been in, almost empowered by the deal that they gave him? And just, and, and, and now coming off of an ACL, which I don't even know if you want to play Kyler Murray for the 2023 season. Um, just a, a, a lot of questions and actually shed some light on why things went so south in Arizona, in my mind. Well, and you know what's so interesting is this is all such a business that – so Steve Keim comes out and says this on the Greenlight podcast, which is you know obviously one of the more popular podcasts talking about the NFL. And then the NFL, almost in reaction to this on their Instagram account, I assume on the Twitter account as well, posts a video, a short video of Kyler Murray doing squats on his path back to – uh, health. He's 13 weeks out from the surgery. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what weights on the bar. It looked like he struggled with the last of five reps, um, but he's he's working towards getting healthy again. And it's almost like the NFL is reminding you of the human side of this where, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, a, a starting quarterback. We're not just talking about a football player. We're also talking about just a guy who appears to be working out in a home gym, who's been laid up with this injury, who's, you know, under a tremendous amount of scrutiny and is paid handsomely, by the way. So I'm not asking you to feel bad for Kyler Murray, especially if you're a fan of the Cardinals and especially if you've been disappointed with his play. That's not my business to tell you how to feel about anything. But what I what I do think this interjects is a little bit of the humanity of the game. And frankly, I don't know what Steve Keim, um, what, what the angle was, other than maybe just honesty. Um, you know, honest yeah. question, honest answer. He's no longer working for the franchise, you know. Uh, he's, he's on a podcast, uh, with somebody who I'm assuming he respects if he's going to give him the time to join him on the show, Chris Long. And he asked him about Kyler Murray. And so I don't think he did it viciously. No, not at all. You know, but he answered, he answered the, the question honestly. And, and I remember on, uh, when, when I was in Arizona in 2012, he wasn't the general manager yet. He was, the, he was on the staff of Rod Graves, who was the general manager back then. And I remember talking to Steve Keim about different rookies that they brought in that year because I signed as a free agent or some of the other guys who were taken in the draft that year. And, man, I'll tell you, one of the most refreshing things about him 
was that honesty. It's kind of a trademark of his. He just rattled through every single thing he felt about the guys we drafted that year, about the the players that potentially they missed on that year, and he was very real. And and to me, honesty is endearing. You always know where you stand with someone who you perceive to be honest, and I prefer that over the opposite. I don't want to be just sold a bill of goods and have Steve Kime show up places and be like, no, man, we didn't miss with Kyler. Kyler, you know, he's perfect, yeah. man. You'll see. Like, you know, you don't need a cheerleader. You need a guy who's going to give you the real deal. Do you do you think, because, as you said, you you know, you, you, you knew him. You had, you know, some sort of relationship with him where you understand. Do you think that the positives he was were saying were because he's being so honest? Or do you think he was trying to cushion the the anvils that he was about to drop on what he was saying? Oh no, I definitely think he's being he's being truthful. I I I don't think he would have added the positives if he didn't believe them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. also remember, you know, <laughs> I I mean no I mean that this is just what it is. Like, you know, no offense to the Bidwell family or or to Kyler Murray, but what does he owe either of them anymore? He's made Kyler Murray one of the richest men on the planet by, you know, uh, drafting him in the first place and then agreeing to the terms of the contract before he was let go. And in terms of the Bidwells, they fired him, <laughs> you know, or he stepped away. They came yeah. to whatever agreement that he's no longer employed by the franchise, you know. So there, there's that, you know, it's kind of like I, I believe I, I'm pretty sure I believe every word he said. I bet you Kyler is a great guy. I, I bet you if you find, you know, teammates and you get them in their most honest moment, they'll be like, yeah, dude's a good hang. It doesn't mean look, there's been a lot of really great guys who haven't been you know hall of fame fame football players you know at whatever position it doesn't mean that they're bad in the locker room or bad all over they're they're just they just struggle in certain moments or they struggle all together kyler is a mixed bag i think you got to take the bad with the good and the bad is he's limited size wise and it sounds like there's a little bit of an issue getting him fully invested in the playbook those are some really serious limitations on the other side of it, it seems like people like him, and in general, he's a likable person, and that's a big part of being a leader if, if that's what you're trying to aim for, and that is part of being a quarterback is being a leader. He's Rich Orenberger. I'm Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on this Good Friday. Get Rich on Twitter at Orenberger. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. There's also just a just – like. The situation that I look at the Cardinals over the next five years, Rich, I don't see that arrow pointing up. Um, I, I don't think that this is the rock bottom. I actually think that there's more rock bottom for them to hit and then maybe end up shooting up. And this for a team that's picking third in the draft. And, and part of that is Kyler Murray's knee injury. It's just the – it's – I think the Cardinals situation, and while it's not identical – does give the Baltimore Ravens a little bit more credence in how they're handling the situation, and yeah. in, in, you know, with with Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are the same exact player because they're not. Lamar's got more years in the NFL, and and his contract went to the expiration of you know after the fifth year, and the Cardinals just immediately jumped on giving Kyler Murray an extension. And I think that that is going to the long term 
hurt that organization. I don't think it was a, a great move. I don't think it was a good move or smart move for them um, to do to do what they did and when they did it. But I also think it just does let a little bit of credibility to the Baltimore Ravens and why they're handling the Lamar situation like they are. Yeah, listen, there there is a real there is a real line that you've got to decide, right? And and it is a real line. And it there's there's a dollar amount attached to it because that is that is going to be the do not cross line for every franchise, every team out there. And a player may have to be a little bit more honest with himself knowing what his value is to the league or to the team that he plays on. And yeah, maybe you come in a little under that line, or maybe you even come in a little bit over that line. You know, sometimes a franchise is willing to pay, you know, a couple extra million dollars in tax just to make sure that their locker room is happy and appease a quarterback short term. This way they have the player they want for close to the number they wanted him. But yeah, there is a distinct possibility that the Arizona Cardinals have viciously overpaid for Kyler Murray and this could be one of the worst contracts we've seen in a long time we'll find out because the story's yet to be told fully although the ACL tear does not bode well be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific hey it's me Rob Parker check out my weekly MLB podcast inside the Parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Doug? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com sports, TireRat.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Ornberger, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Joining us now live from the TireRack.com studios. Set to talk to National Football League as the draft is three weeks away. You hear him every week here on Fox Sports Radio on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Spending 20 plus years in NFL front offices and former GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mark Dominic joins the program. Happy Friday, Mark. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe in three weeks from now we'll be discussing what happened in round one and looking forward to round two and three. I know, and we could say I got two out of the 31 picks that actually made in the first round correct. I, uh, it's That's a tradition unlike any other, uh, my crappy mock drafts. That's, that's, that's what we've got. Is there anything that we can believe now that is going on between now and then? Uh, not much. I mean, I think you can, you can kind of dig into things, what clubs are thinking about doing. When you see the 30 visits, it does give you some indication of some of the um, prospecting they're doing or the reason why. One of the things I used to do as a GM was I would chart who who came in where on the 30 visits and just kind of start to look at, you know, which people are going to be the ones that, uh, you know, are getting a lot more attention than others outside the quarterback room. So a lot of uh, positioning. But as a GM now, this is when you're starting to set the table of a possible trade, just at least kind of exploring it behind the scenes with other GMs having those phone calls to sit there and say, I'm concerning wanting to move around the third round or hey, I'd like to, you know, I'm looking to move back in the second round and just kind of getting those things set in the brains of the other general managers so that you have the ability to kind of continue to follow up on that over the next two weeks. Yeah, it's really a chess match, Mark, and you know it better than anybody. You lived it. And when you're involved in chess, there's a little bit of fainting and faking and trying to get people to believe in the bluffs. Um, you know what? You don't have to specifically discuss any stories if you're uncomfortable to, but I, I, were there times where you actively misled people, especially in ways that really, really you could, you, you could excuse or you could, you could find ways to excuse if, if, uh, <laughs> if you pissed anybody off? But like, was misinformation as, as important as the information during those years? Yeah, you know, I had my, my guys. I had some people that I would uh, absolutely confide in and give them a lot deeper knowledge about what I was thinking or at least the direction I was going uh, to, you know, to be able to get some information out of them. And at the same point, there was people that I purposely misled. I mean, I would, I'd be not telling the truth if, you know, you, each club only gets 30 visits. But out of those 30, I would take three specifically, and those would be, you know, people to throw people off the scent. It would be a player. I'm going to bring in a player. Uh, I'm going to make sure that our media knows that the player made a trip. I'm, it's not going to come from me. It's going to come from a whisper inside the building. And, you know, then they're going to announce in the paper, and other teams hope they're going to read that and go, you know, maybe Tampa Bay likes that team, that player. And so you would do that intentionally. 
Uh, is it fair to the player? No. Um, but, you know, that's, you're trying to, you know, trying to set your board up to be the, the best would be for the for the draft um so yeah there's a little bit of both uh i was not as heavy into doing that in in terms of that's about as deceptive as i got uh it was more in trying to be proactive and and trying to make sure that i don't miss out on an opportunity a player that might become available in the draft or again like the moving around uh, and talking uh that stuff was really important to me to get a a head start on that early Mark Dominic joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Hornberger. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Can you do the opposite, Mark, to what you did? Can you not bring in a guy that you, like, hope falls to you or a guy that you've targeted? Like, can can you assume that risk in trying to throw people off the scent? Yes, very much so. I think that's a, I think that's a huge part of it um, that you can do. I, I think you, you, you definitely – have players. Uh, I had Levante David on with me recently on SiriusXM NFL Radio, and um, you know I drafted Levante over a decade ago, and I was joking with him on the radio because I don't remember having this conversation. I said, what, "Did you have any sense we liked you?" He's like, "You guys never talked to me. Like you guys, <laughs> you guys spoke to me for ten minutes at the combine, and that's the only time I ever saw you. It wasn't anything. It wasn't Senior Bowl. There wasn't because he was at the Senior Bowl with Bobby Wagner." Uh, what a great room that would have been. Um, but then, you know, he just was laughing. He's like, no, I had no idea I was going to Tampa. I was like, well, that's probably because I liked you so much I didn't want you to know. So, you know, you do that. You do do that in terms of, like, the, the guys that are really close to the vest, those those are the hard ones that you just don't want to – you just hope nothing jinxes being able to get them. Yeah, and, and as a GM, like, you know, you really – obviously you're, you're trying to play these war games or whatever you want to call it, the chess match with these other executives, but sometimes you lose out. Was there ever a moment during your career where you said, geez, you know, maybe I overplayed my hand or, you know, I, I, I wish we would have been more proactive? Or were, there, were there misses that you still wake up sometimes in the middle of the night in a cold sweat going, damn – Damn it. <laughs> oh, Rich, you know, I mean, as you've been in locker rooms before and you've seen lots of players around the National Football League, you know there are those. I mean, yes, uh, you know, uh, I can think of a couple of them that come off the top of my head. And, and, you know, I drafted Adrian Claiborne, who was a good football player, right? He played a decade in the NFL, was a good defensive end, and ended up his career with somewhere around 40, 45 sacks. Uh, but the big debate was him and Cam Jordan, who's going to have a gold jacket and is going to have 100 sacks. So yeah, that you know they they went right basically back to back in the first. But then there's also one I can, uh, you know, fifth round. You know, I I'm sitting there and you know the guy's screaming at me on the draft board saying you got to take me, you got to take me, and you know he's my highest rated player on my draft board and and I don't. I just I was unsure, and so I thought what I thought I'd do is I was going to kind of okay I'm going to get everybody together. Uh, we're going to talk about it, and, and we're going to pull the trigger on this guy and maybe uh, maybe put him on the team. And as we sat there, um, I went to my area scout trying to be inclusive and, and said, like, hey, you know, he's still on the board. You, you had a third-round grade on him. Oh, why do you think he's on the board still? And, and the scout kind of looks at me, and he looks at Coach Shiano, and he goes, you know, the more I think about it, the more he's not a Shiano man. And Greg looked at me and goes, well, if he's not my kind of guy, Mark, then let's go get somebody else. Mm. That was Josh Norman. So, I mean, it was like, oh, oh, no. you know, because he went all the way, he dropped to the fifth round, if you remember, because he didn't run a great combine time. Yeah. And so, you know, we ended up not taking Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Norman, which that one kind of hurt a little bit too. And he went like two or three picks right after I picked. So, I mean, there's a, there's those, um, you know, I used to have battles with my, my scouts and I was, I was wrong too, obviously. I mean, I made these picks, but 
I used to have battles with my scouts over tight ends. You know, it used to be like, well, he's not a very good blocker. I'm like, would we stop talking about tight ends and blocking? And just like, can the guy run routes? Can he catch the ball away from his body? Can he make people miss in the open field? Because that's what this thing's turning into. You know, because that was the day of, you know, Hernandez was running all over, beating everybody to death, and Gronk was still crushing people or easing often. So, you know, there, there's those times where you, you definitely have those memories of could have, should have, would have. Um, had a chance to make a deal with Bill Pullian. In the fifth round, he called me. And we're picking like top 10 in the fifth round. And he goes, Mark, I, I'll trade you this next year's fourth round pick for this year's fifth. And I'm thinking, well, it's the, it's the Colts. It's Peyton Manning. Every year they pick 29th, 30th, or 31st, or 32nd. So really, I'm only moving up like 14 spots, you know, to give up a pick this year for next year's pick. And I'm like, you know what, Bill, if you were a different team with a different quarterback, I'd probably do this deal, but I, I just can't. It's just not enough. He goes, okay, well, good luck, man. Well, that's the year that Peyton Manning got hurt, and the Colts ended up with the number one pick in that round, and so uh, they had the first pick of the fourth <laughs> round. So, I mean, you, there's those those moments where you're just like, if onlys, but you know, that's that's what makes this time of year so great for so many people. But uh, specifically to me, it's it's the best time of the year as a GM. Mark Dominic joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. What's the benefit of Jalen Carter not visiting anyone outside the top ten? Nah, nothing. Uh, I, I think it's a bad move by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. You know, I, I understand that you're, you know, and, and, and we have to understand, you know, there's a chance that 31 teams want to visit Jalen Carter, right? I don't know how many teams called Drew to schedule the visit with Jalen, and, and he started looking logistically, like, how good is this for him? So maybe everybody was, because everybody's like, I don't know where this guy's going to go, so I need to bring him in. So he had to put a stopgap on it and say, anybody in the top ten. But the problem is, I don't know if – you know, obviously Jeffrey Simmons just signed to the Titans, but if I wouldn't have known that Jeffrey Simmons signed, could have the Titans made a move and, and got up into the top ten, and, and now they're not sure they want to because they haven't had a chance to bring him into the organization. I just think it's very uh, nearsighted. And, again, I can't speak to what kind of schedule he was going to have, but he would have been a guy I would have put on the 30 visit because I needed to meet him, decide, am I keeping him on my board where I have him, or do I need to adjust him? And I only can really do that when I get to spend more quality time with him than what I was able to because the combine was limited, as we all know, and then obviously his pro day was limited because it wasn't finished, and now they're limiting your touches to him. So I don't think it's the best move, but, again, I can't speak to how busy he was going to be and what kind of crazy schedule he was going to have. Prototypical size is such a, a a common conversation this time of year, especially when talking about draft prospects. But there are certain guys who break the mold, you know, the Russell Wilsons or the Doug Fluties or the Kyler Murrays of the world who, you know, they, they can sustain a, a certain level of play and in some cases an extremely high level of play once they get to the next level. But how often, especially at the quarterback position, you know, this, this conversation brings us back to like a Bryce Young coming out of Alabama. Alabama this year how much is is it taken into consideration size height fragility based on those measurables at the quarterback position when you're evaluating yeah I mean you've got to you've got to include that I mean it's got to be part of the equation uh, when you're looking at it and you know it didn't help when Steve Kime came out today and talked about Kyler Murray being short and that that was a problem or you know, it was a reality of a situation because you couldn't see, even though he was a great athlete and makes great throws, that the height thing is a real thing. Now, we got the same heights now in Bryce Young at 5'10 and change, and yet I think Bryce Young is a phenomenal player. You know, it's, I guess it's, it's one of those things now where it's the quarterback position and the, and the game's changing towards you know, these, this athletic uh, throw the ball over the field but be, be able to beat you with your feet. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, I'm willing to take that chance. 
because I haven't seen a lot of guys who have been 5'10 that haven't succeeded because maybe they haven't had a ton of chances, but they also haven't had the ability to play at the high levels like, you know, obviously Bryce has played at, at Alabama. But the different thing is, you know, there can be offensive linemen rich that are too tall, and you're worried about drafting them because, you know, they can never win leverage. You know, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, offensive linemen, just the odds are, of being successful at the NFL are tough. Or the same thing for a corner that's, you know, 5'8", or lower or shorter. You know, the, the odds, this is where I think analytics play into it, where you got to look at the analytics and say, you know, am I going to be the, the, the guy that's right on one out of every 30, or should I just go, I'll let somebody else be the genius, and I'll go to mm. a different size or a different position. So it does play into it in both ways. But I think with Bryce Young, I just don't think, because he's such a winner and such a great kid, I think you're going to say his heart's big enough, and that's going to carry him on his height. Mark Dominic joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for you. It's obviously Aaron Rodgers related. Um, there, there were some rumblings this past week, and maybe the 49ers, uh, I don't want to say reports, I'm just going to call them rumblings, could be waiting in the wings. Not even San Francisco related, Mark, but could another team be sitting there waiting for a, a deal to maybe fall through between the Jets and Packers? I think, especially West Coast teams, I mean, I wouldn't even put it past the Rams, even though you know, obviously Stafford should be coming back and should be healthy. I wouldn't put it past either one of those two West Coast teams to be kind of like sniffing around, even though I think the Aaron Rodgers deal is, traded, is, is part of like a draft day trade, uh, in, in meaning that, you know, the, you know, the Jets pick fifth, uh, 13th, and the Packers pick 15th. You know, do they trade Aaron Rodgers to move up a couple spots and get your second round slash third round value for Aaron? Is what gotcha. the people are saying, or even Brian Kudikins was talking about. I think it could be something like that where I don't think the Jets want to give up a firm pick. I think they'd rather give up like a moving sliding pick. And you can only do that during the draft around the clock. So I kind of look at that if, if nothing happens, does something happen to the 13th pick of the draft where that's when Aaron Rodgers becomes the Jet? Hmm. Awesome. Three more weeks of this crap then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Mark, we appreciate the time. Have a good weekend. Can't wait to talk to you next week already. Thanks, man. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Uh, he's Rich Orenberger. I'm Dan Bayer. Big thanks to Mark Dominic. You can get him on Twitter at Mark Dominic NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.